Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics with ancient healing arts with my own system that has helped hundreds of people. Get help from me with your free powerful healing audio at scientifichealer.com. I've brought you special guests to further enhance your health and life. I'd like to welcome Barry Selby today to talk about something I find so vitally important to good health and happiness. That is your relationships. If you've listened to me at all, you know that this is the number one factor in bringing your health to vibrancy. It even cancels out eating, quote unquote, the wrong thing from time to time. I know you guys like chocolate. Okay, Barry is known to his friends as the love doctor and is deeply committed to helping strong, successful women stop shortchanging themselves in their love lives. Let's hear how he got started. Welcome to the show, Barry. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I know that there is a lot of partnership advice. This is like one of the number one topics. Most of it focuses on what we as women can do to attract the right mate. I'm sure from the conversations we've had before that this is not the usual type of advice. Your program is way different. Could you tell us about your background? That is what it is you did before you became the love doctor? Oh, I had a few things under my belt before this point. Um, everything from being a computer mainframe program back in the ancient days of punch cards and paper tape, all the way through to um, graphic design, uh, photography, all sorts of other things too. At the same time, I became an avid student of, I guess you could call it the personal growth industry for probably 30 years now, and have loved learning about life and people and what makes yeah. things work better and more smoothly. And that's been my passion ever since. Oh, awesome. So it's obvious from your accent that you come from England, but you've settled here in Southern California. Tell us about that journey and why you ended up um, here and getting interested in helping women find their soulmates. Um, what brought me here, I would say, looking back with 2020 Vision and having a strong commitment to um, the spiritual path, it was say that there was some higher energy or force, call it God's spirit, when you want to call it, that set things up to get me here. Um, but what brought me here really was, at least in the human experience, was I'd worked in Europe for a few years, and when I came back to England each time, I felt like I didn't really want to live there anymore, but I wanted to speak English wherever I lived, being lazy. And America seemed the perfect choice, and so I literally found a job within two weeks and got hired out here. Um, that's what led me to my spiritual path, it led me to my personal growth work, and really led me to what I do now. And what really um, clicked into place for this to become my work and my mission is really because of my own history of dysfunctional relationships and my study and dogged determination to figure out what I was doing wrong so I could do things right. And that's really just taught me so many lessons I teach other people. Yeah, and it's really not about um, doing. It's really about being, right? 
True. Yes. But I was on the. I was on the. I want to fix this. I need a resolution. I want to do something to fix it. That was the male mindset doing it. So that's what pulled me in. But I've learned a lot more since then. Yes, and I'm. I'm sure you're not going to be telling women that it's their fault. They're still single. I know for myself that I stayed that way for a really long time on purpose because I felt I had to grow and change. And during that process, I was growing and changing in such a rapid, rapid way that I, like whoever I met and was dating at the moment, I just moved away from them so quickly. So I felt like in order for me to attract the right partner at the right time, I I had to, I had to, you know, come to it like almost a stasis point, a point where I could just settle for a while and then have that partner move along with me. So, right. right. So then instead, right. So then instead of finding the partner, I ended up attracting the partner. He found me on Facebook after we hadn't seen each other in 43 years and it just like clicked so fast and like everybody knew I wasn't looking. Everybody knew I was like happily single. I wasn't going to have any more, you know, I had my little house. I was totally happy in my career and my family around me. And, you know, so, so I'm sure that you've got the same thing. So, uh, tell us about what, what your process is like, um, just a hint on that process. Um, I'm very clear that what we're about is, well, I say this. I agree with you exactly with the whole journey and being focused on our own growth and evolution. I believe relationship is something that adds to who we are, not something we seek out and then settle into. So, I'm I'm someone who believes also that we evolve and we grow as we we function, but also that we attract where we are. And that's probably one of the most important things to be aware of: is that if we are growing, then where we are changes. And so it's finding your own that relationship that we evolve with us. And that's what I've been learning over my own journey as well. Having had relationships that transitioned as I grew and they grew differently, we didn't stay in alignment and it wasn't meant to be lifetime partnership. Yeah, that's exactly true. Some people say, I wish I could have stayed married to the same guy. And I go, really? <laughs> exactly. Like, if I think about if I was still married to my ex, I'd probably not still be alive anymore because I got really, really, really sick towards the end of my marriage to him. And that's what started me on the journey. I went from scientist to um, to healer. That's what put me on the journey to healer because I was doing all the right things. I ate really healthy. I got up and ran six miles before breakfast. I had the career of my dreams, but I got really sick anyway. And I was only 40. I had really high blood pressure and I was like all of 117 pounds, which is really small. (laughs) So you can do all the right things and still get the wrong results because your relationships are all wonky. Right. And a lot of that also is tied to the relationship we have internally of what's outside, because it's not always about the other person. In fact, it usually isn't about the other person. It's about our own choices, our own self-care, and our own choice to be either in victim role or in leadership role. Exactly. I love that. So uh, we have, we're taking a short break right now. I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, and today my guest is Barry Selby. Stay tuned as we dive deeper into his process for helping you discover what's holding you back from finding that partner. 
Did you know that if the thought of a past relationship brings up negative emotions, you are still in a relationship with that person, often with unwanted consequences? This means you still have ties with that person and those ties may be sapping your strength. Why not jettison your old relationship baggage so that you can move forward with ease and clarity? Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, the Scientific Healer. Seven years of research at prestigious institutions like Harvard, Yale, and Johns Hopkins have discovered that relationships are the number one influence on physical, emotional, and financial health. In clearing those old ties, including what some people call karma, you get to wipe the slate clean and start over again, whether you plan to stay in that relationship with a person or not. Many miracles have come out of such clearings. One client said that her Christmas with her family was the best she had since she was a child, while another said she'd received several thousand dollars in a divorce settlement that had been stuck in limbo for years, while others stopped being angry at their former partners and are able to find new loves quickly and easily. Recently, one client who had been stuck in her business as her client stream dried up signed up six new clients in the four hours following her clearing. I have good news. I have a gift for you. By going to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear, you can discover how you can clear past relationships while I do a relationship clearing for you all for free. Everyone who chooses to receive it will receive this powerful healing while listening. Again, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear to get the details. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for helping you get to your next level of health and success in your career and relationships. Go to scientifichealer.com. Before the break, we were talking with Barry Selby about his process for helping strong, successful women have fulfilling partnerships. Let's get more specific and find out what you, the listeners, can do. Welcome back, Barry. Thank you. Yes, I'm sure our listeners are really curious whether your process could really work for what they are dealing with. Can you describe a case or two that came to you for help and how you resolved it? Um, which was to pick from? Um, I think the best one I can use is an example that really isn't unique to one. It's over a couple of, well, several clients, in fact, and friends as well. Um, as, as you mentioned, my, my client base generally is strong, successful single women who, the way I describe it, is they've shortchanged their love life. And that's been the simplest way of describing it, where women who, who generally work with me or seek me out are ones who seem to have everything together. They're really focusing on their career, their vocation. They're doing very well in the world. When it comes to relationships, something is amiss. And oftentimes, they've either experienced um, feeling like they're carrying their partner along because the partner is stepping up, or they're feeling that they're losing control of their life with a partner who wants to run things and basically is almost punishing them for being successful. And that's kind of been the two main um, experiences I've noticed my clients have had, even though there's other choices. And so that's why a lot of them are state single because they didn't want to repeat the habit. And for me, in terms of solution, what I've really worked with my clients to have, first of all, is recognize that there's nothing wrong with that. Because a lot of times they've been told that by ex-partners who were not willing to grow or change themselves, but also who weren't willing to respect women in their success. Because for some men, that's a threat to them. And I'm firmly 
the camp of believing the more successful women are, the better for the planet. So I'm a very different camp from most men. Yes, I completely agree with that. And I can totally identify with everything you're saying because I've had the same thing. I've been, you know, on the cutting edge of research and science for a long time and an internationally recognized um, researcher. And finding finding the proper mate for me has been quite a journey. <laughs> And and there are a lot of people, a lot of men that, you know, I didn't choose them and they got angry because they thought they were supposed to be the choosing, doing the choosing. (laughs) Well, the way I'd like to describe it is that, um, and it is true in in any global process in the general sense, that really in the dating arena or in the approaching, especially the old values of courtship, the men are the ones that do the choosing. However... It's the woman that decides yes or no. So as much as a man can pursue and and um, court and embrace and attract the woman, his really is only part of the puzzle, a part of the conversation. It's her choice. She doesn't have, she doesn't have a situation where she has no control and no choice. Like, no, he goes, I want you and you have no control over that. It's like, no, the woman has freedom to choose. And in fact, she is the final decider. And ultimately, um, the upper level in sense of having the overall choice about the relationship. So as much as men may pursue, the woman does decide. Yeah, although in the old caveman days, you always have the picture of the guy with the club <laughs> and he drags the woman off by the hair and she doesn't have any choice. <laughs> yeah, well, thankfully we don't live in that era anymore. Things are different now. <laughs> Yay, I'm so glad. <laughs> so, some men think they live there still, so it's true that mindset still live as men. <laughs> I'm glad there are some people like you that don't think that. <laughs> so how did you solve this problem with with women that are stuck in between, you know, wondering where where to go? They've got the guy bossing them around or the guy being jealous. So that that's... Well, a, lot, a lot. Yeah, well, the, um, there's a few pieces, but one of the ones that was the game changer for me is what changed my life. Um, over the last nine, ten years of working with certain teachers, and what I really got as a, as a nutshell was the the polarity and chemistry of masculine and feminine differences. And part of the evolution, and, and I've talked about it recently a lot, it's come up in my book and in my work, that men have woken up slowly from the old macho way of being to a more masculine way of being in the world. And for most women, because of things like the sexual revolution in the 60s and other things in the world that chained them that way, Women were claiming and fiercely um, taking charge of their independence. And unfortunately, as the pendulum swings one way to the other, rather than being imbalanced, what a lot of women have chosen to do, not every woman, but a lot of women chose to do, was to go out in the business world and the corporate world, in, business, in the world in general, and make their mark to have their own bank accounts, their own business, their own career, their own car, their own house, all those things that would represent being in a successful place, but at the same time, they're doing it like men were. And so what happened was they would compete with men. So when women dated men in that mindset, what happened to attract men that either one would become subservient to them because they were so much stronger than male mindset, the other men can compete, or the other side was the other men would be competitive with them because of what men do, we compete. Because the masculine mindset is my way in charge, get for the goal and be the winner take all. Which is the macho way, not the masculine way, excuse me. So when men who are in the macho date women who were in a similar mindset, will become combative, not complementary. And that would end up being a very, it could be a very fun relationship initially with all the fighting and the chemistry and the excitement of sex. But truthfully, emotionally, energetically, and physically, it's draining and it's not healthy for the woman or for the man ultimately. 
Yeah, I would. I noticed that that it would be, become adversarial, and I'm yes. like thinking, why is it adversarial? We're supposed to be on the same team. So, which is, which is ideal, yes. But men, men, some haven't evolved, and some women haven't either. So that's part of the dance we have. So, do you have a program for women to go through to help them um, resolve those issues? Um, yes, although I, I love, but to be honest, I love working with women in coaching mainly because I can help them heal their heart and my and my one of my most fulfilling experiences is having my clients really be fall in love with themselves in a way that is so powerfully feminine and so beautiful that any man who does choose them will not be anything less than perfect for them. Um, I do have online programs. Actually, I have a program that is online or a home study program that is more of a vision attraction program. However, I love working with women directly because we can go wherever they need to go. So, yes, online programs, but they're structured. And, in fact, I have one version of the program which has coaching in it because I believe that everyone's different. And so I can't have one program for a 1,000 women where they'll get the same result because they're all different. That makes any sense. It makes total sense. That That's why I have some done-for-you, done-with-you programs rather than done-for-you, yes. done-with-you. So you do some of the work and I do some of the work and then together we accomplish 10 times more. So what's exactly. a tipper? Yeah, so what's a tip or two for a woman to really get started thinking down those lines instead of thinking, "Oh, should I wear this dress or that dress or wear this makeup or that makeup?" Let's get them out of that thing and out of that competitive thing. So what could they do? What's a first step they could take to start moving in the correct direction? Okay. Um first statement that I'm going to make is this for women. Um, there's no man out there who's going to fix everything for you. And that's the first thing I want to say because women have, for many women, still have this programming, usually from childhood because of their dad or lack of dad, has looking for a man who's going to fix everything for them and it's a trap. It puts them in a codependent state. So a lot of the work I do with my clients initially, for women out there, is to first Maybe the biggest thing is you fall in love with yourself. And I've, I've a lot of work to do with my clients in self-love practice to really honor and respect who they are because when they come from this place, one, their choices are in support of loving themselves. So the sort of man they would choose fits that. And secondly, they're not looking for the man out there to fill up their cup of love, as it were. They don't need it, and so they're not dependent upon a man to make that happen. They actually look for a man to complement themselves and actually add to who they are, which is ideal. So first step is self-love, ultimately. That's really true. I know so many women that come to me and they say, I just want to meet the guy. And I said, well, if you want to meet the guy, then you have to be the woman that's just like the guy you want to meet, like independent, self-supporting, able to be on your own. Because when you're in that place like, oh, if if I just married a guy, I would be able to live in his house and he could provide for me. And I'm just going, no, not it's not working. That's not going to (laughs) work. Can end up right. with the wrong guy. But that's also what was true 50, 60 years ago. So we've really evolved from that old culture. And truth for most women nowadays is they've evolved beyond the old codependent model, which is what we were taught and raised with for most of us. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I clear, I clear out, um, for a lot of people, I clear out old relationship baggage because sometimes it just mm-hmm. gets in the way. And I did that for myself. And it just gets in the way because whenever you have an emotional hook to anything that's negative, if you didn't release the old partner in gratitude and love, so if you're angry, jealous, um, sad, upset, 
guilty, shameful, any of those places, if you've gone to any of those places, whenever you think of an old partner, then there's old baggage that needs clearing. So as soon as we clear it, magical things really start to happen. And that's the first step is the first step is just like really clearing that old thing out. And as soon as that clear, I just had a woman who um, she had a dry spell. She had had a business for 30 years and she had a dry spell with no clients. And I said, well, I think there's a relationship blocking the way. So we cleared her ex-husband where she divorced him five years ago. And within a period of four hours after the clearing, she got six new clients and made the most she had in a month. (laughs) So, so this is like really, really important, (laughs) important Mm -hmm. stuff. And then of course the self-love is really important. And there's so many ways that women, we women have learned how to sabotage ourselves and talk ourselves down and say, we're not good enough and, and feel unworthy. So I'm sure that part of your program is helping them, you know, find who they really are and appreciate themselves. Well, yeah, and this, I just want to add the components to, because when you said it's absolutely true, um, I, I choose personally to start from self-love first because then with self-love, they can do a lot more healing. My personal way of working is working with clients to have love and heal in history because that, as you said, absolutely will tend to be in the way or become a distraction or pull their focus away from what they're really focusing on. So definitely self-love, which is in the present, and then they're, I call it, dealing with memories, truly making peace with their past, seeing relationships and history with, with adult males influence their choices and there's third piece which some people think is the first part is they clear vision of what they want to attract so they can actually attract what they're really looking for from a place of wholeness and a place of integrity and a place of um, overflow versus need that's that's really true and as you were as you were talking it just it brought to mind a, a lot of situations that I've run across too where um, where people aren't at peace with themselves and all they do is they find other people that aren't at peace with themselves and they end up in, you know, two people with weaknesses coming together and that's because you're going to attract what you are, as you said earlier right. in the show. So what's... Yes, it attracts where you are as well. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, and is there something else that you could advise before we we close off? I, I just love everything that you're saying because everything is so true that it's who you're being and not what you're doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of an application. What I mentioned earlier about the um, competition with men is the recognition when women own their feminine, and this is what I use a lot, when women are in their feminine, their strength, it's a place that is so much more powerful than they could ever be when they're in their masculine, which is what women think they should do to be in the world. So it's this switch in a way of helping women own their gifts and their flow and their dance because when they live in that place, their business will improve definitely. In fact, you said about your client, I think it's probably the same energy. But secondly, they also find themselves in this wonderful uh, yin and yang dance with the masculine energy, which attracts the right sort of man to themselves. So part of the vision work I do with my clients is really put them in the energetic of owning their feminine truth and their feminine um, magnificence. Because it becomes the, the magnet that attracts what they really want. And it's really a magnetic process versus a hunting, searching, seeking process for women. It's about pulling in and attracting what they really want. Yes, exactly. That attracting process. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was in a world, the world of physics. And it's uh, about 95% men and 5% women in the, yes. you know, the departments and everything. And 
being in those departments while I am this female, a lot of times I didn't get taken seriously. You know, I, I wasn't masculine enough for them. I didn't know how to be any other way. That's how my mom taught me right. to, to be feminine and that I had to dress nice, that I had to look nice and I had to put my makeup on and be feminine. And so I'd go into these places and I didn't, I don't, as you can hear, my voice is very feminine. I don't have, I don't talk like I'm a man. <laughs> and, and, and I would give my talks and people go, oh, wow, you really know what you're talking about. Like, oh, you're surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I happen to understand. Yeah. But, 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 women, though, it's a lot of women that actually do have a feminine voice, but the way they command, the way they do things has a masculine or a macho energy about it, which is what is the trap they fall into. And that's the challenge of the corporate world more than anything else. Yeah, that's Again, in like the corporate that, world. Like, like the world. You're in the same thing. Yeah. But it, it does make it it does make it hard. You have to compete in a different way because we do compete. Like you know, in in um, the science world, you have to compete for for funding. So you're competing in the same pool. So you have to compete in a different way than than the men do. Right. Yeah. So I I, I love it. It's much much again back to attraction. It's like if you get when women are feminine, they become so magnetic to what the messages that they can do without the same. In the trenches conversation, it's a different energetic. Yeah, and it's it's to to make that clear. It's not being the bobble on somebody's arm, you know, not looking right. right. It's not being. It, it's you're being yourself with all of your brilliance and letting your brilliance show through, but letting your brilliance show through as a woman and not in in the man kind of the man image, the the masculine. Yeah. Right. So this is all we have time for. It's been a really delightful and thought-provoking show. I'm just really excited. I can't wait for people to get in touch with you and find out what more you can offer them. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been such a good conversation. I've loved it. Oh, awesome. So thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest, Barry Selby. You can connect with him by visiting Diamond Healing Method, Diamond Healing Radio, sorry, diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Barry, spelled B-A-R-R-Y, diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Barry, and you can find out more about him and connect with him. And let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for your free but brief powerful healing audio that one of my clients listens to morning and night for getting energized in the morning and a good night's sleep at night. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.